0: Hello, and welcome to the Forward Onto Dawn podcast, the show all about exploring the fiction of the Halo universe. I'm David, and I'm joined by my usual co host, Danny. Hello. And uh, rounding out this week, uh, we have two special guests from out there in the Halo sphere. Uh, first, we have returning guest, Dildev.
1: Hello. From Halo Archive.
0: Yes, uh, and she was previously on episode 17. And we have a new voice this week, Def Guru.
2: What's up?
0: <laughs> uh, you want to briefly introduce
2: yourself? Yeah, sure uh i'm def guru i'm a mod on the halo subreddit and uh i try to keep the place from burning down with the other mods so
0: a full-time job
2: thank
0: you okay great so we've gathered everyone here at the end of 2016 to talk about the year in halo seems like 2016 was probably the worst ever in regards to basically everything else in the world uh i think halo (laughs) fortunately was a little bit different
3: let's not go there
0: (laughs) (laughs) i guess first we'll go around the virtual table and ask um what everyone's year in halo was like generally uh and then a high level what they liked and disliked what was going on uh def why don't you start
2: oh sure no pressure (laughs) Uh, i don't know my year in halo was mostly just uh playing Halo 5 mostly to try to help boost the Spartan company's commendation to get that stupid helmet, which we still have not gotten. Oh, man. Uh, But other than that, it was basically just uh, waiting out the drought of Halo books until the latter half of this year, which was uh, difficult considering how many there were the year before.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And uh, Dilduff?
1: For me, the first part was really trying to really analyze what was going on um, with Halo 5, what worked with it, what didn't, um, and just kind of processing my thoughts on that, most of which ended up on the Halo Archive blog. And then, yeah, waiting out um, the time until uh, the books came out, and also playing Halo Wars for the first time. I didn't own the game for a really long time because I was really bad at RTS games, but I watched the cutscenes online, knew the story, and then I decided to finally buckle down and play it. And I actually really loved it. So I'm psyched for Halo Wars 2.
0: Ah, well, you you waste all that time. You could have gotten the definitive edition if you just pre-ordered Halo Wars 2 sight unseen and expected to be wonderful. <laughs> and what about you, Danny?
3: Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I was hoping I'd be spending most of this year playing Halo 5 with everybody, but uh, I see my time dwindle considerably on the game to the point where i just i regularly don't even think about playing it never might not play it so i don't know why that is apart from not an entire lack of free time but i played more halo 4 than i played halo 5 and i didn't like halo 4 <laughs> so i don't know i'm kind of sad curious case uh i think there's a lot of disappointment at launch that like a little stroppy teenager, I couldn't get over. You know what I mean? And uh, it sort of bled mm-hmm. into my long-term playing of the game. And it's the game is a really, really good place right now. But I feel like I've, I've been left behind by myself. Uh, I don't really only have to try and catch up to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But uh, staying fresh on the fiction side, of course. But uh, I'm disappointed in myself playing the game and, or say not playing the game.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm playing plenty. Um, I definitely. I know in our our last uh, year review episode, I felt like, oh, well, Halo 5's out, so we're going to feel like the fiction is it's going to peter out. And I'm not sure if it's just a consequence of it being so loaded at the back half of the year, but it seems like it didn't at all. Just because we had so much coming out uh, in that rapid space of time, and we've got, uh, looks like a lot to come coming up next year as well.
2: Well, we kind of got enough uh, game content. It was the first time we've really had this much uh, post-game support. Kind of be forgiven for not noticing it was kind of sparse lore-wise for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, that that that's true. If you have an overlap between the lore and multiplayer communities, like you know, people who in- inhabit that that overlap. But I know for a lot of people, especially people I'm friends with, it's far more on the lore-heavy side of the fandom and less about. You know, hey, we're excited about the new um, Warzone update, which have been really cool, but that's not why we're in Halo. We're not in Halo for the multiplayer, as cool as it is. We're there to sink our teeth into the stories, into the characters, into the plots. And so I think, like yeah, the updates have been great on the multiplayer side of things, and that's kind of helped uh, keep Halo fresh in our minds, but it hasn't, for at least the lore community, that I've been a part of, it hasn't really kept us engaged until, well, essentially Mothos and Fractures came out. So, mm-hmm.
0: so what you're saying is you still want campaign DLC, even though it's never coming.
2: <laughs> it's coming it's, uh, it came in Spartan Assault, it's coming in Halo Wars 2. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, we'll see. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll just step through uh, what we got this year. Um, first or the most of it, like you were saying, was uh, the Halo 5 content updates. Mm-hmm. so we got a bunch of new maps we got all the warzone stuff we got new modes game modes finally um and i think you you're definitely right uh dildev that there was less i guess if you're into the flavor text for rex you can sync mm-hmm. some stuff into well
1: yeah, and like kudos to, you know, um Grim Brother One with the cannon fodder and like at the same time I know it's work to put out books, to put out collections, to put out graphic novels. Like I, I'm not, you know, shaking my finger at them and saying, Why didn't you get more out? It's more like I would have liked more out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think to their credit though, um, one of the nice things is yes campaign DLC, I would totally pay for that I, but sadly we're never getting it, is that um, I did appreciate that we got a little bit more with stuff like the the Grunt Goblins and the text for some of the maps like um, Riptide, we actually got little nuggets of information about what's going on post Halo 5 even if we aren't really seeing much beyond stuff in War Games and Warzone with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that was wow. nice
1: yeah, yeah, little snippets are always good and they're always good for conjecture and theorizing and blowing things out of proportion.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. You gotta you gotta theorize and run crazy with the speculation. Absolutely. It's the, Absolutely. Crazy. It's the handle. Yeah. Way. And then we got the print releases for old content like um New Blood got its own release, uh The oh, Fall yeah. of Reach comic. Yeah, it seems like forever ago, doesn't it? Um, and then things like Shadow of Intent uh, got uh, bundled into new stuff later on which saint's,
2: that saints testimony too yeah saint's testimony yeah. as
0: well um if you're i that's something that totally passed me by because i have now in a small apartment i have i've have given up i have been giving away halo books <gasps> from just buying them digitally because i have no room um and also you, that way you avoid the the problem of looking at your shelf and noticing that there is no like two Halo books that are the same. They're all different sizes and presentation and that's that's crazy if you're O C D about it.
3: Oh god, I have this massive Thursday war book and it's it tires over every other novel <laughs> in size and it's like, Why are you so big? And uh I well, made the mistake got the yeah, wrong one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the uh for whatever reason my my Silentium book doesn't match the other two in the Greg Bear trilogy. I'm not sure why so uh, the anno-
2: the, for me the annoying thing with the forerunner saga is uh the first book came out when i first came out in college so i didn't pick it up right away so when i did it was paperback but then i picked up the other two hardcover
1: oh and then
2: it came out with that e- extra edition of silentium that includes the uh epilogue that was originally just an audio thing mm-hmm. so that was nah. back bundled in with everything
0: oh i didn't even realize they ended up packaging it that's
2: good okay.
1: yeah I don't,
2: think yeah, they ever, yeah. I don't think they ever formally announced it. I just I stumbled across it in a Hastings.
1: Huh. Yeah, that, that's what happened with me when I went to buy the Forerunner Saga. It was, it, again, it, they came out when I was in college, and I didn't really go and buy them until like a few years into my college thing, and that by that time, it was already packaged in with Silentium, so, yeah.
3: Do you think they were trying to avoid people getting annoyed at the fact that they reissued the book with slightly more content? I mean, they don't told them. They've done that before. They yeah.
1: They've done that. <laughs> well, they, they did that with um with the they did that with evolutions, but also they re-released um fall of reach, um the flood, and first strike, all with um slight um edits to so, yeah. to make the canon flow, and then with. Um, additional content in the back like the flood has um a letter from Fell to his mentor lack about you know what's going on on the halo ring and a prayer from zuka uh, Zamami about you know pursuing the master chief and so yeah they they have done the re-release with new content before
0: wait you mean that master chief didn't first fight elites like two weeks before reach wait what <laughs> they, they glossed over
2: that stuff they say that they didn't fight elites until the uh until Reach. I wonder who was piloting those banshees in the prologue then.
1: Ooh, yeah. Well again, like that was something that the re-release had like edited in. Like they, they they changed some of the wording um to indicate, hey, we know about these they and so some of that and they did that with the brutes too in um first strike. Mm-hmm. And some of that did take away like some of the punch of like, oh my gosh, these especially with the brutes of you know, these big ape-like um, aliens suddenly coming out of nowhere and essentially throwing the Master Chief to the ground. So definitely, it took a bit more punch out of it Have it ha- when they're trying to streamline the canon, but now the canon's streamlined. So, I mean, you yeah. give, you take.
0: Uh, Nyland and nobody knew back then what they would actually want to do with yeah. this stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> ten years later, almost. Yeah. Mm. And then, in random high in stuff we got the forza warthog and the rocket league needlehog which did not entice me to play forza or rocket league but it's there if you want it
3: i I love rocket league i have it on ps4 and pc i'm not getting a feckin third version of it no matter how good that warthog is
2: (laughs) yeah you're not gonna triple dip if i may harp on the hardships of being a mod on the halo subreddit when those forza warthogs came in Everybody, and I mean everybody, were giving away Warhawk codes, ignoring our rule about asking mod permission for that first. Mm. 20 <laughs> posts a day I was removing. It was ridiculous. Oh, God. boy. Oh, man.
0: You just got a triple dip for the games you love. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Danny. Get yeah. with it. I have bought Bioshock probably five times on three <laughs> different platforms now.
3: Um. Hey, I, I've invested in the PC version. like got all the DLC, so no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good when I give them so much of bundles of money, okay?
1: <laughs> Speaking of crossovers, was, I forget, was Killer Instinct was last year when the Arbiter showed up on Killer Instinct, right? No, that was, was this that, this, that was this year, okay, That was yeah. this year, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has me tempted to purchase um, Killer Instinct 3, ju- just for the fact that I get to play as an Arbiter, like not gonna lie that one that one was effective for me there's that,
0: there's it, nothing that can make me good at fighting games so there's nothing that will entice me to play them
3: <laughs> i just don't like killer instinct like you could offer me a mansion and i'd still not like the game i wouldn't to really buy it i
0: had totally forgotten about killer instinct being this year too man 2016 has been longer than i thought i
2: have, I have not played it it was um it was free for games with gold a few months ago. I've got it what? sitting on my hard drive. I've got it sitting on my hard drive. I yeah, was
3: thing like season one or season two or some season giveaway. Oh. Yeah. I think
2: it's season two. I don't. I'm not really sure exactly oh. how it works.
3: I clicked um, on the link because it was a free game, not because I liked it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I. I. If it was season three, I would have gone for it. But
3: just. I don't.
1: I, 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 I'm, a, I'm in the killer instinct because the arbiter's on there, and by gum. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, not, it's not Halo. They also have a General Rom from Gears of War. that really interests me too.
1: Oh, really? So, so Killer Instinct has pulled in a lot of
2: Microsoft's
0: going to do that cross cross promotion.
2: And they had they had a Battletoad in there too, didn't they? Oh my That's, gosh!
0: Once again, they got rare. What a rare isn't doing anything. Make a yeah, Battletoads to character.
3: Fair, to be fair, they have a very small pool to draw from. They're really draw from it whenever they can. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so what so when are we going to see like you know. Marvel, marvel versus capcom but like microsoft version
3: <laughs> like that, that would imply microsoft wants to put money behind it and considering it, the ps4 exclusive stuff going on with the next marvel versus capcom not gonna say it's a thing maybe you like you know there's
1: there's things with um you know say uh dark horse um hellboy is dark horse right you know hellboy versus you know um You know that that canon versus Halo. You know, throw those together.
3: What was kind of funny was uh, the head Xbox guy. I think it was Spencer or one of the top ones was talking about uh, Banjo Kazooie appearing in Smash Brothers, and he was like really for the idea, like like weirdly (laughs) and creepily enthusiastic about trying to get Banjo into Smash Brothers. So I don't know. Maybe we might see Master Chief in there sometime in the future. That'd be kind of bonkers. (laughs)
2: confirm <laughs> hellboy is dark horse comics i just looked that up yeah okay yeah.
3: yes
1: thank you for confirming that yeah so you
0: could have hellboy and master chief meet i know dark horse
2: publishes halo and i know it used to publish star wars i don't know any other comics it publishes yeah a bunch of ones there's
3: that famous one um that one and uh... <laughs>
2: that
1: one. Is as i'm aware of it i've read other ones by dark horse but i can't think of them at this moment <laughs> And mainly because I just read Abe Sapien* and uh, *Halo* from them. Like that's. that's I
3: know they much did it. like Buffy season something. Like they did like a comic version Firefly. of the next season of Buffy that never existed.
1: They they did hmm. that for *Firefly* as well. I'm pretty sure that was *Dark Horse*. Hmm. They did that for *Firefly* as well.
3: See, this reminds me of that.
0: I had a comic when I was a kid of *Star Trek* meets the X-Men for whatever reason, and now <laughs> oh, I really want like. What weird Halo crossover can we have with whatever property? Like, the, yes, like meeting Hellboy would not be as ridiculous as the X Men and Star Trek. So bring it on.
1: Yes, yes, please. I'd love that.
3: I don't care how stupid it would be. I'd buy it. Yeah, yeah, I'd just, same. So I'd buy it. Like Star Trek and Doctor Who crossover. Yeah, I'd, I'd read that. Yeah, bring it on.
2: Star Trek, Planet of the Apes, you know.
3: Yeah, oh all, the, all
0: the all the universes—they must all be yeah. merged.
3: Just, oh, just, just throw some some
0: uh, odd one out, uh, non-canon label on it, and go to town. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, I rewatched Legends this year, and mm-hmm. that was the one story that I actually enjoyed far more the second go around because it is just balls to the wall, ridiculous, and enjoyable.
3: <laughs> it, is. it is. Which one?
0: Uh Odd One Out, the uh the one done by the uh Dragon Ball Z guys.
3: and where it's
0: Spartan one one seven just running around fighting.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: I just love the I love the way he introduces himself and they're like, I am Spartan thirteen thirty seven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the Odd One Out was so good because it basically took all the anime tropes and smashed them together and it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, and I think it... And as comparison with where I think the rest of Legends falters is that it's anime tropes played straight. It's like, oh my god, the Spartan's a woman! Shocking! Like, just yeah. all these sorts of things I didn't like, but Odd went out. It's like, yeah, we're doing that, but it's also ridiculous, and we accept that it's ridiculous, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. So that, that's that gone up in my, in my estimation in 2016.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, out of Legends, which... I, I have it like that's my cleaning soundtrack essentially. Like, if I need to clean my, like, for instance, my apartment or my room or whatever I'm staying, I just stick on the DVD and let it play because I know what's going on. And then if it gets to a part I want to see, I just turn around and watch it and then go back to like cleaning dishes or whatever. So, yeah, after kind of re watching or re listening to it, um, Odd One Out is definitely enjoyable. But I still think that, you know, despite the shocking, the quote unquote shocking twist of Spartan's a woman. Um, I still think that um shoot homecoming and the babysitter are, are the probably the best in terms of storytelling, in terms of creating an arc for characters and using both visual and verbal means of communicating said
2: arc. Those are those are both really good. I think personally my favorite's probably prototype.
3: Uh, I have just I have like giant mechs things.
0: blowing <laughs> stuff up.
3: That's great. I mm, Max, mm, I want more. <laughs> None of you guys mentioned the classic that is Apartment 117. I'm 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 shocked, guys.
0: <laughs> that wasn't like, Halo Legends. you about the of, of
3: Halo animation, guys. Like, no one mentions the, the giant great elephants in the room.
0: <laughs> that, that is true. That Everyone has... I don't know. Oh, you've forgotten about that. See, that that is as 343 would like because it was you a horrible idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. it... Apartment 117.
0: Yeah, you'll have to look it up because basically it was... Uh, like, it was the Abbott and Costello thing, except Abbott is a fat Halo fan, like, and they didn't, it was not successful, it did not seem like it was It was poking fun at Halo fans just so much as shitting on them, and it wasn't funny to boot. It was really odd, and then it disappeared because people said this is terrible. This was like early, I'm not sure... This might have been just
3: when Waypoint came out, or right before. There are two episodes. Two episodes escaped from them.
1: Oh, I'm I'm, I'm seeing a trailer on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I think.
2: <laughs> they
1: just, okay.
2: They're just brushing um, off into whatever nexus they stuck the current Halo TV series. <laughs> it's still happening. It's still happening.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so I'm on the Halopedia page for it. God bless Halopedia. Apartment 117 was a Halo waypoint Point series developed in 2010. It was swiftly removed by 343 Industries after episode 1 was released on October 10th, 2010 for an undisclosed reason and presumably cancelled.
3: <laughs> they scrubbed the internet off that thing <laughs> so fast. Like, holy hell. Well, th- that's
0: the best part is that the the... the- the episode of it, which you Describe has the thumbnail of him in the store. It's like some Russian copy of it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only place they couldn't scrub it.
2: I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. I have never heard of this before.
3: Well, because yeah, it was there and
0: it was gone. Like,
3: I'm, I'm so sorry, then, for introducing this to both of you, then. <laughs> this is not something I should ever... That people know about if they didn't already know.
1: Nope, Danny, this is your legacy. This is your legacy now, now and forever.
3: Happy two thousand sixteen. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah,
0: and actually, speaking of, can't forget. Speaking of Russian stuff and scraped off the face of the internet. Oh, also geez. in two thousand sixteen, uh, we lost, we lost Halo Online.
1: Yeah, what uh, happened to that? I just kind—it of, just kind of faded from being mentioned.
0: Well, they—they they mentioned that they were taking it, basically taking it down for indefinitely, and then I don't remember how much later they basically—I think it was in August—they finally just said, "Yeah, it's dead," which I still don't understand. Like because it seemed like they were dipping their toes into, "Hey, we have a free-to-play PC built version of Halo to introduce into people," and then it never went anywhere.
3: Besides, prior to that silent cancellation they were saying oh yeah we'll release it across Europe and different countries oh yeah don't worry because yeah. people want it outside of Russia and they're like oh yeah don't worry here's some reassurance
0: well all the, the I think the the, the Dorito guys might still um, have a small little active group playing it
3: Yeah, think, but the fact is that the fans I go steal a copy of the game hack the shit out of it just they have something you know what I mean yeah. It was kind of like a response to the Master Chief Collection, so yeah. it's still there now. You can still you can go play Halo Three multiplayer on your PC thanks to fans hacking that Russian version. So something good came out of it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I occasionally see people posting about that either on the subreddit or in the or Discord. Yeah, it's it's still around,
0: and so we have the the questionable canonicity of that whole joint elite human uh the the Colodec, basically yeah which we'll s- wonder if that'll ever come up again or not we'll see i, hope I
3: wouldn't bet
0: on it <laughs> God,
2: come on don't crush my dreams yet
0: mm. it is
2: I... 2016.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bring out your dead 2016
1: <laughs> it's not dead yet
0: <laughs> no not yet um so other things uh on the gaming side uh we got the Halo Wars 2 beta,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which, did you guys get to play it?
1: I did not, because I was trying to blaze through Halo Wars 1 at that point.
2: I enjoyed it. I was able to play it, yeah. I played it, um, Not probably not a lot, but quite a bit.
0: I mean, theoretically, we're still supposed to be getting another beta, which I have not heard a peep about.
2: No, they, they mentioned that a few weeks ago when they debuted Blitz Mode. The second beta is going to be the uh, Blitz Mode. Okay. So- Do we know when that's happening? uh shh, maybe <laughs> i don't remember if, it, if we do
3: i i downloaded it and i couldn't bring myself to play it because i hate the multiplayer in the first game not not that i actually hate the concept or even the gameplay i just know i'm going to be really crap at it no. so i just didn't play it. that was
0: definitely my experience because i got halo wars I didn't get an Xbox 360 until the very end of 2011 so I got into Halo Wars years after and grinding that general achievement which I did mm-hmm. but by that point it's one of those things where if you don't constantly update the game and that's why I'm hopeful for Halo Wars 2 having better post launch support it just becomes like everyone cheeses the same strats and like people would just rush you with stuff which they have addressed luckily in Halo Wars 2 with turrets on your base. But,
3: Audience dwindles and it's the same guys doing the same shit. Yeah, it's, it
0: it it kind of calcifies like that. So I'm hopeful that they've already addressed some of that in the the beta. But I'm hopeful that it gets post-launch support somewhat like uh Halo 5 in terms of just constantly balancing things out to to prevent that.
2: A few weeks ago, I went back to Halo Wars 1 because it was the only Halo game that I hadn't beaten on legendary. And so I finished that on legendary, and I decided to mop up a couple more achievements in it, and then I decided to jump into the online. And I don't remember the last time I have been that absolutely infuriated by something.
0: Yeah, the the people who are left, it was like it's it's not as bad. My worst multiplayer experience has definitely is probably Halo Wars. Is probably still beaten by trying to get a rank up in Bioshock Two because all that was left was there were people who could kill you in two shots and. Enjoyed it, but hell really, Worse is close <laughs>
2: Just I'd, I'd be really you. curious to talk to like The people that are left in that game Because they're all generals So yeah. they've got the achievement what are they doing?
0: <laughs> some people really like Halo Wars. I know um one of uh one of the guys I talked to over at Halo.bungie.org. Uh he wanted to play some of that at a land we were at recently. He's super excited about it. The Halo Wars people do exist. They're out there.
2: I, I believe it and I admire them, but get out of my way while I'm trying to grind for these people. <laughs>
0: yeah i I set up i spent i don't that's one of those things i don't think i'm gonna be able to ever do again like now that i'm out of college and an adult because i spent like 30 hours probably grinding that achievement that i will never do ever again um luckily the definitive edition of halo wars the definitive edition of halo wars does not have the grinding to general achievement so you can. But
3: why? Why would you spend thirty hours of your precious life, seeing you're dying on your deathbed? <laughs> hmm, those thirty hours of Halo Wars were well spent. <laughs> You'll not say. Sorry,
2: <laughs> sorry, kids, but I think that was the pinnacle of my life.
3: <laughs> was it
0: watching us grow up. No, it's getting that general achievement. Halo Wars. You weren't there. It was different yeah,
2: it was like, times. <laughs> but I, I'm seeing. I googled the um, the second beta for Halo Wars for Blitz. And I think it's January twenty seventeen, but that could just be speculation because the game comes out in February. Yeah, it comes out end
0: of yeah, February, true. so it's got to come out soon. It's
2: not really
3: a beta if it comes out a few weeks before the the release date. Well,
0: it's it's balancing. It's like basically just doing tweaking so launch day it's not as bad. Get people. Well, I think definitely because it blitz is going to be get people who are not RTS fans into Halo Wars.
3: It's a smart ploy. Is that their war's zone equivalent of spend money when big? Yep, basically. Yeah, microtran-
2: microtransactions, but you still gotta pay for a season pass.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of like that, weird. That's not nice. Oh, gosh, yeah.
1: yeah,
3: I forgot about that. Wait, we'll to bring down your excitement levels, remember? This is what we're trying to do. 2016! Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man. All I right. forgot. I
0: okay, well, <laughs> to bring you back up, uh that's all kind of right. the, the game stuff. And then at the at the end after a drought, relative drought of Canon stuff, we got uh Halo Mythos, Halo Fractures, Tales from Slit Space, and Smoke and Shadow in these past basically four months. Yeah, um,
1: like once a month almost.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. coming out rapid fire. I mean we did we did uh, a podcast on fractures and mythos, um and it was generally positive. Tales and Slip Space, I think, was for me a little less even, but overall more more positive to me than Halo graphic novel. Um overall. Even really? if I even if oh. I liked what? I think did really? I do? even if we did <laughs> My thing is I think that Tales from Slip Space was overall more even than Halo Graphic novel, even if Halo Graphic novel had stuff both from an art standpoint and story that I liked far more. I think Tales from Slip Space overall was more even, like from
1: even. Explain even. Even as
0: in like it didn't hit the highs of Halo graphic novel. It didn't also hit the lows.
2: What was what was a low from the Halo graphic novel for you, just for an example? Uh,
0: like second Sunrise from New Bambasa, um, armor testing. Like oh really? I think those. I mean, it's kind of unfair to say in some respects because sort of like how Halo Wars two they've talked about how it's going to be so important to canon like halo wars didn't have that luxury in 2009 it's the same thing with the halo graphic novel they didn't really have the the opportunity to do as much stuff um in the expanded universe but still and then there were things like i loved um last voyage of the infinite sucker but to this day i cannot understand what's going on in some of the panels like i still cannot tell where half jaw actually loses his mandibles because the art style is so bananas. I
2: missed it too. You really have to look to see where they get cut off.
1: Which I guess, yeah, you know, that, that's like I guess I can understand that because that um did it did take me a a few reads um myself to when I when I first read it to you know again you know catch where he lost his mandibles you know to catch what the flow of the um action was but actually that um. I was relatively new to reading comics when I picked up the Halo graphic novel, and so that one actually taught me how to look at the the images as part of the medium because it did make me focus on where my eye was being drawn through all the bits of action. Um, so actually, for, from my experience, I actually think it's a really it's really coherent and it's actually really good at kind of teaching you how to accept this as a new medium and not just bouncing from one set of words to the other set of words with, oh, there's a pretty picture in between. But okay, that
0: was well, my experience. Well, so we <laughs> talked about Tales <laughs> of Slip Space, but what did Tefguro uh, <laughs> and uh, Dilda? what do you, do you think about it, since I've said my piece?
2: Uh, I don't know how spoilery do, can I be. <laughs> yeah.
0: We will, we <laughs> will say question. that we'll fire off the spoiler horn here if you don't want to hear about these these stories that came out in 2016.
2: Get a move on. Uh, Sorry and nine. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which I honestly I, if you had to, it seemed coming. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know I my impression of the halo of Tales from Slip Space was I like gra- the graphic novel a lot more. I'll be honest. Uh, Tales from Slipspace Space kind of let me down a little. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the uh, um, spirit of fire story and I enjoyed finding out what happened to uh, Serena, even though you know you can kind of piece it together with the AI lifespan. But I like they uh, explained the uh, legendary ending for, uh, for uh, you know, Halo Wars 1 a little bit. Yeah, I but thought
0: that was actually a really interesting choice that, like, you think the cliffhanger, it's like, oh, Serena's waking up, something's happened. And it's actually kind of basically her farewell, farewell note, uh, which I, I thought was I, an interesting I, twist.
2: I kind of love, like, it gives a little more insight into Jerome which mm-hmm. we don't, really don't know anything about him, but, like, he's this paranoid about Ander's uh, sec- uh, position as, like, a security risk that he, like, he rigs his cryopod to open if hers opens.
0: Yeah, which was a, a nice touch, too. I mean, if you didn't if you didn't read the timeline events to Halo Wars, you probably didn't know much about besides that, like, single line when they're leaving Arcadia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, I don't know. The, the other story is, like, i don't know those other stories didn't really do it for me like the the one with blue team it did nothing really happened in that it was we got to see fred ye- yelling at an at a asshole that was a uh-huh. Uh-huh. which i feel like i feel like if halo 5 had really gone into like the master chief you know breaking down from doing so many missions like that story might have had more of a punch but mm-hmm. as it is it's just like this guy, hey, it's this guy who's this rock, and will he ever crack? And, uh, no, he won't. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, for, for me, um, like, yeah, uh, for me on the brink, I was actually kind of really excited for that, because, um, I think that, um, Duffy, who's done, uh, Duffy board Duffy Drew, I don't know the last name, how to pronounce it, but, like, I actually really liked his work on Halo Escalation, like, the, especially the back and forth that um Halsey and um Palmer had in 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 the issue 16 really grabbed me. He does dialogue so very well. And so I was really excited.
2: That was for, the best issue of escalation. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I was so excited for on um, for Duffy to tackle Blue Team like this was going to be good and it, it just you're right. Nothing happened. It was just and like even the shouting I felt was out of character for Fred. like Fred's not like like in, in the novels, Fred's not the one that's going to, you know, go over the top with his emotions like that. Um, and it just it just kind of felt like if anything, like it would act I feel like it would actually be Kelly who would be more vocal about it because um, she because she's been known to be the most expressive of a blue team, but so yeah, for for me, on the brink was just a little bit it, it happened and it just didn't feel like there was much to it. Um, same with um, like something has happened. like I, I do feel like there was more a more of a point to it. Um, and but I still don't like I, I guess I just wish it gave a little more like personal in type, insight to Serena. Cause, like, I knew that they had to balance like what was happening with the flood and what was happening with Serena, um, but at the same time, just kind of trying to force both of those into like a short fiction just kind of felt like wrapping up loose ends to me as opposed to really trying to create a meaningful story.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm, yeah. I'm curious if they were just using it as an opportunity to rectify that Ensemble had like, kind of set up a sequel for Halo Wars with the uh, legendary ending that they just weren't going to follow up with in Halo Wars 2. Yeah, and it's possible.
1: Yeah, and also in Knight takes Bishop, where Telcam gets assassinated. That that was that was pure and simple cleaning up loose ends, and that just it, it just that also bothered me. Did
2: like, you ha- did you happen to read the um the waypoint uh, it, uh entry where it was inter- in interviewing all the artists and uh, writers for the? Uh... I
1: did, but a while ago
2: because I, I remember specifically the, the writer for that story saying that he wasn't he basically wasn't writing a story he was just writing an action piece and so so that whole story kind of felt a little hollow to me
1: yeah yeah and um oh go go for
2: it sorry uh but uh the the way tales of Slipspace kept getting leaked for like the two months before it came out like even though i tried to avoid spoilers i knew Telcam was going to get taken out
3: and everybody's mm-hmm.
2: like Oh, if you get if you think if you're gonna be mad about Jewel and Dama dying, you're gonna be pissed about Telcom. And I was sitting there thinking, Well not really. Telcom had to me at least, Telcom was kind of just a stepping stone for setting up Jewel. I wouldn't have yeah. thought Yeah. I wouldn't have I wasn't upset with the concept of him dying at this point. But then we get to that story and there's no dialogue, no motivation given for why yeah. oh a sudden turnaround about executing him and then they just they pop him in the head with a spartan we've never seen before.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, there there's there's so very little wrap up. The two the two stories that I did find like Fireteam Majestic was kind of like a small, cute story, like the poker night was small, cute. I don't feel like it really had a point, but it was it it was kind of a follow up to Madsen kind of pummeling Thorn on the practice floor after DeMarco died. So there was there was some con- um connective tissue there for for the storyline. So in that sense, like like, I I kind of put it at the same level of, like, you know, something has happened with Serena.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but for me, the two that really stuck out were, like, well, Undefeated was an interesting take that was really similar to um, the Fracture story called Shoot, uh, What Remains, by Morgan Lockhart, in which just these kind of people isolated after the Created's, you know.
0: Yeah. Just, uh, just the everyday is. people, basically. Not Yeah, any. what
1: would happen to them. Yeah, and so that was... And so, like, also these people being forced to really take desperate measures. Like, you know, in Undefeated, they're essentially committing mass suicide. And in What Remains, they're essentially saying, yeah, Cortana will help you, just save our butts. Um, and And so, like, I did think Undefeated was an interesting look. I do like What Remains better. I felt like... I just felt that one was was a better telling of it, um, but I did um, enjoy it. I thought Hunting Party is probably my favorite just because it ties in, cause, just because it was a really great introduction to Atreox and kind of him being this more, I, I'm, at least I'm hoping, like he is this fearsome warrior, but he's also kind of this philosopher, it seems like. Um, and I like one of the lines that he has in there, like that he's that he's not like Tartarus. And I'm like, you know what? That I, I like this. I, I think that'll make an interesting character. It's like, it's like Maccabeus from a Contact Harvest of being this warrior and this philosopher at the same time, and I'm really excited to see a brute character come out like that.
2: As, mm-hmm. as, speaking of uh, Maccabeus, it was interesting. The story started off with them saying, like, part of their cleanup operations of beating the brutes was uh, beating Tar- the crew of Tartarus' old ship, R- Rapid Conversion. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that uh, story of that fracture story you were trying to think of is Breaking Strain.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so, and then uh, that mentions all of them except Dominion Splinter. Uh, uh. <laughs> which <laughs> I I apparently am diametrically opposed to Halo, uh, the entire Halo Archive group on that I think <laughs> it's totally reasonable and understandable that Cortana's quote-unquote gone evil, and that I don't think this was actually an attempt by 343 to retcon Like, oh, actually, it's just this this rampant fragment of her that's evil, not the the real Cortana you know. Um, But I'm apparently in the minority on that opinion.
1: Well, the thing is, is with Cortana, there is implications that she could be as vindictive as controlling as manipulative and even as stalkerish like she's pretty stalkerish towards john in halo 5 like that's some that's some edward cullen level crap going on there (laughs) um and and like so so there are indications of that in the fiction especially of her being vindictive like holy smokes like what what she did to Ackerson, um and you know what she was willing what lengths she was willing to go for but at the same time we see her constantly fighting these urges as well and when she overcomes those urges especially in halo 4 when she's breaking down that is when it's um uh Um, That's when she's portrayed as this heroic person and portrayed as she's finally overcoming. She's achieved victory over these things. And if they had made an actual character arc to Cortana going imperialistic, um, that that I could see it happening, but the thing is, is that there was no arc, not even with the court shoot. What was it called? Dominion splinter? Yeah, yeah, Dominion splinter. Um beautiful artwork, beautiful writing. I'm like I'm not going to deny that. That was a gorgeous piece. That
2: one. Um, that one two page spread where you have to hold the book sideways really threw me off though. <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: Yeah. Um so I won't deny that it's beautifully written, beautifully drawn. Um but at the same time it's this it's a lot of contradictions that could happen but there needs to be development there for it to actually make sense instead of like I know a number of people who pointed out that you know um, her saying like hey you know these composed individuals can just ride in torment I don't give a crap about them is directly opposed to her breakdown in Halo 4 when she sees Ivan off station get composed and she's emotionally destroyed by it Um, emotionally destroyed by hearing
0: that. I think that's, I mean, part of the problem there is, I can, I understand where you're talking about the arc, um, because this is basically, this doesn't actually tell you a lot about Cortana, besides, I mean, to me, this is just old Cortana, in that she finds someplace, she finds something that's in her way, and she knocks it out of the way, and so we don't actually see any of the, the imperialistic Cortana, she's basically just lying through her teeth. Oh, I'm just a uh, fragment. Don't mind me. Uh what's going on, by the way? And uh so it to me it actually the it reminded me a lot of the, the passages in First Strike where she's um fighting with the Covenant AI, um aboard the ascendant justice more than anything else. And I, I do think you're right that we have her at point A and point B and we don't necessarily see that change, even if it's plausible.
1: Okay. I like I, I can I can see where you're coming from, and I guess it ultimately comes down to the interpretation of the line of um, Cortana in regards to the composed individuals. I will not let them touch this place. I'm a fragment, a splinter. Um, I have not the wit nor the will to hurt you. In seven short years, I have suffered enough through their selfish ministrations. Let me pass. So is I will not let them touch this place. I have suffered enough of the um, of them. Is that part of her lying through her teeth to kind of wiggle under the warden's um, defenses? Or does she really mean that? Is that a piece of truth?
0: I think it might to- be a piece of truth, but at the same time, she, it's combined with the stuff that she keeps on repeating. I'm just a splinter. I can't hurt you. Like, I can't do anything. I'm defenseless. So, I mean, it depends on how you read it, but it's married with the stuff that's patently false.
2: <laughs> looks like we need to hunt the truth. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. We, season
1: three, season three. We need season three of that. That's um, <laughs> a good show. Um, another shoot. I had something else, but oh well, it's gone. Do you
3: really want season three after season two? Season two is such a letdown. After season, I, season two,
1: I like season two as well. Like it wasn't like the it, season one felt a lot more cohesive in a strange sense because season one was kind of written in pieces as they got feedback. But and whereas season two was written in a whole chunk, but like, like I I do think that there was a different atmosphere to it than season one. But I still I still think they're both good. I want Maya to break. <laughs> then out now that she's an AI, <laughs> and now that uh, Saren, according to fractures, may have released her and the other AIs out to the domain. So, yeah. free Benjiro,
0: 2017. I might, I might get her back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so uh, we got, the last thing we got uh, was Smoke and Shadow, which was uh tie into to uh, a short story from Halo Fractures. Um, and kind of, sort of, but also doesn't uh, tie into Halo Wars. Um, it's more like kind of a side ancillary story to it. Um, Falling around, Forge's daughter is going to be real upset to know that he got nuked in the son of a yeah. foreigner planet, <laughs> but... Um, what yeah. can you do? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much, like a lot of the stories in, uh, in, fractures, especially. It'll be interesting to see what actually gets followed up and what doesn't.
2: Yeah. Um, we're still waiting on them to follow up on stuff from evolutions. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we've kind of gotten stuff from evolutions. Which story in particular? The uh, um, the return. Most.
1: Yeah, most. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. Return, oh, that'd be a good one to see some follow-up on. Especially with a lot of, like... Well, okay, the Created kind of steamrolled the space politics aspect, but, like, you know, it, it, before the Created, you know, there was a lot of talk between the Swords and UNSC about joint occupation. You know, where does where does the Shipmaster from Return fall in? Is he, is he um, a part of the Swords? Is he somewhat, you know, tied into the Swords? Is he his own faction? Is he a part of a Covenant splinter? What's going
0: on? Yeah, I feel like that might be one of those things that, like, uh, like the fall of Reach and stuff there that uh, has gotten out of date as the universe widened. The return mm-hmm. might be one of those ones that's kind of dangerous to go back to because everything else has passed it by. Like, obviously, when they wrote it, they didn't have a clear idea what the post-Halo Four world was going to be like, um, and now they do.
2: It's also weird because it. it... If you look into it, it's set in twenty five fifty nine. All things, is it? And I, yeah, I, um, I know it's it's really weird. Like I don't think they. Flat six years, sent- yeah,
0: six years after the Yeah, so you're right. I didn't realize. I thought it was twenty five fifty seven. But yeah, it's it's definitely set after everything else. So it seems like it's one of those things going back now. Like, in order for the story to make sense as written, he has to be sort of basically a minor character, not really involved with all the other stuff. Um, but who knows they vaguely uh, followed up on uh, headhunters we've gotten uh, with uh, Tales from Slitspace we see more of the the red sordid uh, spec ops elites yeah <laughs> anything else uh... you want to digress into on evolutions otherwise I was I was just asking um, if there was just in general what uh, plot points you were hoping got addressed in 2017 that might be lingering from whatever Media.
1: Jeez, well, Shadow of Intent, I think, was the one of the best pieces of fiction that came out in 2015 and was at the beginning of 2016. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see a follow up on what Gratas Vadum and the Shadow of Intent are doing and the kind of the, them trying to find the Sanshayum and possibly make peace with some. Um, I think that would be really cool to explore, kind of going out farther into the the farther reaches of space, kind of beyond um, UNSC or Covenant or Swords um, space.
0: Well, it's all just cortana space now.
1: Shush, 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 shush. Fine. <laughs> Have an isolationist story with them in it, <laughs> with with shadow intent, with stole you know punching the heck out of some created somehow.
0: Well, and and that actually that's that's something. I've been meaning to write an article about it, but in terms of post Halo 5 stories, if you don't want to have the created involved setting it with the Covenant makes the most sense because there's got to be little fringes of Covenant we haven't really seen and they don't have AIs. So there's no one to mm-hmm. run the show there. Um so that might come and in, come into play at some point. I'll never know. I really actually want um Broken Circle. <gasps> uh, which was 2014 to come back because tying into what yeah. you're talking about we get to see the crazy the crazy uh, plant based uh, San Shayum who stayed on their planet and it's not inconceivable that some of them managed to actually escape before their son went kablooey so I really hope that some of them are rattling around if, And then if we, their
2: son even did go kablooey because there's yeah. a yeah. yeah that's yeah. true
0: too. Whether or not it actually did, we still don't know uh, definitively about that um and then there's all the stuff with uh the the installation there that we don't know about uh what's happening with that group of uh the zealous uh covenant or zealous elites i guess uh and whatever yeah. happened to them. We'd be nice to know I don't know there's lots of stuff. I'm
1: look- yeah. I'm looking also forward because matt forbeck also has a story um that that's connected to his lessons learned mm-hmm. um short story in here coming up right I'm really excited for that like i am a sucker for sing characters obviously um if you, if it hasn't been clear and um i love i love the the kind of um kind of tense um partnership that, Lucy and Tom And Mendez have to Have to have with um, With Kasha Like uh, And and kind of the whole Tension between um, uh, Singhali and humans Occupying and trying to live In the same space On on travel and on Onyx Um, You know we could get Something that's like I don't know as good as District 9 With I don't know maybe less blood And transformation but like (laughs) But like that, that I I love I love stories like that. And I I'm looking forward to what Matt Forbeck brings up, especially if it's connected to Lessons Learned. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and uh, along those lines, just to run down what we've got penciled in for the next year, we've got um, stuff like the the next library edition for uh, the comics, but we've got Halo Wars <laughs> two, we've got Halo Envoy, <laughs> which is uh, Tobias Backell's, uh Connections to the Halo Fractures story, Oasis. Oh, I'm looking um, forward to that. One. That's actually first. Uh, before Leg Legionics is actually at the. It's right now. It's set for December 2016, so it's the very end oh. of 2017.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but then uh, and then in between it is Halo Retribution, which will be uh Troy Denning's
3: mm-hmm. next
0: book, which has no connections to any of the other Fractures things, <laughs> unlike everything else that's been coming out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got some good stuff coming. Um I liked Last Light. I think most people did. Yeah. Um,
2: I love Last Light.
1: Last Light was good.
0: Yeah. So it'll be good to see that stuff coming. Yeah. Um I guess I had one question actually that uh the the org uh admin MacGyver uh, wanted me to ask you guys. Um he was wondering like at this point we're basically four years into the, the process that started and uh with Halo 4 in twenty twelve with uh, the war games being a simulation. I mean now basically everything's kind of been lorified at some point. Uh like the it's kind of leached into all aspects of the game. And so he was wondering whether you think that's a good or a bad thing.
1: Coming from a lore fan perspective, I love it. Like I like I, I love that, you know, there's that they that they do have these war games, that there is you know okay please 343 keep the anvil initiative going like keep, keep it canon um i i love that those are that that there is in canon ex- explanations for it I, I think it help and helps to kind of make kind of broaden the universe a little bit kind of be adding like little flavors of details
0: yeah and like where we were talking about before like Without those little details, we'd have gotten nothing for six yes. or seven months of the year.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let me let me use two very different examples for a good instance and a bad instance of this. Um, one is a good, the good instance was when the Rocket League uh, Needle Warthog came out. And in the cannon fodder, they just had that stupid letter from that guy at the company saying like, hey, let's make this Warhog and put a bunch of needlers on it. And this guy, <laughs> that's like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard, Nate, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a bad example for that I'm going to go all the way back to post Halo 2's release with um, the uh, McFarlane action figures uh, that, that, th- those action figures are the only reason that we knew uh, the heretic leader Cesar Efremi, and the prophet mm-hmm. of Mercy's names was because they were revealed in those action figures and so the only way for somebody who didn't buy the action figures to find that out was through like secondhand sources like Halo Pedigo
1: god bless halopedia
2: yeah yeah sure. <laughs> so i'm saying do fun stuff like the warthog thing don't give like key information and like i don't know scramble away in some internet post okay yeah
1: i'll agree with that
0: yeah i think overall um definitely like dildo since we are of the the lore persuasion here at fort it's obviously a good thing i think where it falls down slightly is in places where you basically just have things for a game reason like to me the the vexing thing for me has been um the lore justification for the the million different armor permutations and how like i guess in a a a post halo 4 pre halo 5 world it sli- makes slightly sense that you can assume all right well it's all these random private contractors basically producing their Skunk Works Mjolnir options and none of this stuff actually seems wide production. But it's still kind of ridiculous that they've got like 20 different permutations for like the one time you'll be in a volcanic asteroid that's below <laughs> 20 degrees we've got the helmet for it and stuff like that. It's like there's no there's, there's no way to make all that stuff make sense like in terms of a pure logistics standpoint. <laughs>
3: it is it is ridiculous. i was going to actually bring that up that's what's one of the biggest downsides to it is because of the the way they've taken multiplayer and the player customization that's not compatible with a coherent story or a coherent fictional background with what went before it it just mm-hmm. it, it just isn't it makes no sense and so you have that mm-hmm. big discrepancy between this massive hyper-industry that makes these suits. Hyper-industry, there's not one industry, it's a conglomerate of, of these mega-super companies doing this stuff. And yet it's never mentioned or, or even hinted at, you know what I mean? It's, and it's, it's technically impossible as well, considering the state of the current hill universe. But just, just you know what I mean, it's still canon. Well, I think, like, oh, I think... I don't uh, want it to be I anymore. Think,
0: oh, on the plus side, you do get things like the the whole... like what just what is like what horrible idea was it for creating the achilles system and like what exactly is that on the other hand like grim or whoever is working hard at 343 like you can't make 60 different visors have unique flavor text that matters and so it just kind of becomes the 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 equivalent of, of halo techno babble it's like a something logistics system synergy with something something mark V gen 2 something
1: or, or with one it was a like it was essentially like just something really silly like a, like essentially halo creepypasta where it was like the, <laughs> um, the the only thing that's notable about this helmet is the really horrific and disturbing uh commercial that had you know released it to the general public and that's the flavor text for it is this kind of creepypasta-ish thing
3: <laughs> which one
0: is this i have to look this up i
1: don't remember I, it was it was on the I, I it was on the halo archive forum uh, that but yeah it was
0: like oh man I'll have to dig it up and see if I'm gonna find a link for the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Oh. Yeah, so uh, ultimately I think it's a good thing. It's just some stuff like like you don't need flavor text for the visors, guys. Like just let it go. <laughs> like you don't need to <laughs> don't need to be as all encompassing. I think even us lore fans are like you can you can tone it down a notch a little. <laughs> okay. Um So, any other thoughts, hopes, fears for the future, looking into 2017?
2: Well, we've gotten a successor, and this is not going to happen, but this is my dream, and I'm a man of dreams, is we've gotten a successor to Evolutions, we've gotten a successor to the Halo graphic novel. Can somebody make some kind of magic happen and have another Halo Legends happen, please, for me? (laughs) I like that. Mm. Yeah. Because i I don't know, like, 343 obviously would have all this data, like, how much it sold, the reception and all that. But, like, I cannot get a feel for what, like, the community as a whole's reception to Halo Legends was. Like, some people liked it. Some people, like me, really loved it. Some people hated it. Like, it was the worst thing to ever happen to the humanity. I don't
0: think it's the worst thing to happen, but it's still up there along with the Cole Protocol as if I could remove something from the Halo universe entirely, I would do it in a heartbeat.
2: if I could come through that screen and fight you, right?
0: <laughs> 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 On which? Legends of the Cold Protocol or both?
2: Uh, both, yes. Okay,
0: all Yeah, right. yeah, I'll join you. <laughs> I, I love Cold uh, You people. We'll have <laughs> to have Protocol words later.
1: Like
2: the, words.
1: Yeah, Cold Protocol was like the summer blockbuster of the of the Halo novels, okay? So it wasn't like some intense, like, you know... Um, intelli- I, uh, intellectual, like you know, exploration of like the forerunners or the Sangheili, but it was a fun ride.
2: It, <laughs> like it was, though. It did go into yeah. a lot of detail between uh, the elites and specifically the arbiters' uh, yeah, yeah. relationship with the prophets. Too, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 is true. Which, yeah, that it
0: is still really weird looking back on it that. But- it's never it was never actually mentioned in the book that it was the arbiter i think that's another one of those weird like pre pre 343 really taking all the extended universe under its wing like that you yeah, basically I mean, had to have Buckell say, "Oh yeah, by the way, that guy's totally the arbiter."
2: Yeah. <laughs> when that came <worked> out, <laughs> HaloPedia had two separate uh articles for the Arbiter and Thel because the community couldn't come to a consensus if it was him. I
1: remember that. Yeah, I remember that.
0: I was I was definitely at the time circumspect that it was actually supposed to be the same guy. Cuz the, there's yeah. basically you only have the line at the end where he's the fleet of particular justice to to hang, hang get on. Um yeah. but yeah. Uh, randomly looking up, I wrote the Wikipedia article, so I should have remembered it. But uh, they said uh, total sales reached 8.32 million, selling almost 600,000 units of Legends. So oh. I don't know if that's good or bad or what. Well. I don't
2: either. But, uh, <laughs> listen, 343, if you're listening to this, I will buy it.
1: <laughs> one do. sale
3: two sales two sales uh, 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 uh. We,
1: have
3: a three. we have a three come on can we get a three sale can we get a three sale I will I'll have... just download it <laughs> I'll rebuy re-
2: one on blu-ray if that helps <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay Danny hopes for the future
3: I'd like to see the arbiter not be a currently non-existent character anymore genuinely I would like to see something just on him where he's not just hiding in hiding in place. some weak house for an entire game, or you know, I mean, just not doing anything interesting.
0: I think that there are lots of people who would want to see Arbiter kick ass and 2017 or beyond. To,
1: I'd love to see him back in the center of a story. Like, I've loved the pieces yes. that we've got of him occupying like the sides of stories. I like, I like what we got to see of him in Kilo Five. I like what we got to see him of in Shadow Intent. In Hunters in the Dark, where he basically laughs in Oni's face about, <laughs> about you, you know, we're gonna start a war over this, and he just kind of laughs like the world's ending. You gonna start a war over this, really? Um, and like you know, and and I did like what what we had in Halo Five. Um, that could just because I'm desperate for more Felvedon to be in the <laughs> canon, but yeah, I'd like to see another kind of Halo Two thing where he is the focus, he is the protagonist. Like I I'd really like that. So I'm you know, with you on that, Danny.
2: You know, you know what I would like? I would like another book that where the Master Chief is actually the main character again. it has been a long time. It's been a
1: while. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: It's been since what? First Strike was the last one.
2: Unless you count that uh, short story in Evolutions, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah!
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a while.
0: I think that's yeah. just part one of the the downsides of having an ever sprawling universe it's like weird you like have to ask like wait are we going to spend time on the main character in the games like
2: uh, I guess but uh... all 343 three has to do is everything all at once
1: yeah. <laughs> yes that—that
0: that is definitely the takeaway do everything but well and all at once yes we're fans no,
1: no room no room for no room for mess ups come on <laughs> gotta be perfect every shot alright
0: okay anything else no.
1: I guess like I never really got to say what I liked about Smoke and Shadow, but I loved it. I thought Smoke and Shadow was fantastic. I
2: thought it was really good too. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised they they had a lot of like lore connections and everything. Like I didn't expect Gek to show up in that. That
0: was so cool. Well, and, and it gives him it gives him a nice backstory before he just runs around and then gets killed like a mook and Spartan ops. So that was nice.
2: Yeah, and I think even Brian Reed, when those episodes first came out, he said that they had a really interesting backstory for Gek that they uh, didn't have the time to show at the time. Like he he was in the Midnight Facility for uh, Oni's prison and he escaped somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was a nice touch. And then we got brief little brief little mentions of Venezian uh stuff in the Kilo Five trilogy. Which actually, alright, that's actually, that's what I should say. If uh if I didn't get anything else uh besides Broken Circle, I would really love um Chol Vaughn to come back from Yes <laughs> Like yes! the 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 pissed off shipmistress yes! with who wants to like basically create her own jackal style covenant and run the yes. the universe. I, I really liked her. And she just which I remember commenting on. She basically just disappears at the end of Mortal Dictata. Like yeah. you think she gets off, but it's never really commented on. So I really wanna, I really wanna follow up with her and see where she's, she is four or five years down the line now.
2: Yeah, I don't know your guys' opinion on the Kilo Five trilogy, so I don't know if I'm stepping on any toes if I'm saying this. But as somebody <laughs> who. Uh, who thinks Mortal Dictate is probably one of the worst Halo books ever written? Cho Vaughn is was probably one of the more interesting characters in the entire universe, honestly.
0: I'm going to reach through that screen and no, I do not do that. <laughs> Maybe lightly chide you about that. I think I think overall the Kilofield trilogy, like separated from all the the fan the fan rage that came out at its time, I think it's solid, but I think especially when Mortal Dictata came out, and my opinion hasn't really changed, is that she kind of got a bad nest of eggs to work with in that she had to follow up the beloved Ghost of Onyx, which 343 clearly was not interested in in taking uh, where it was, uh, where people hoped it would go. And then Mortal Dictata is really the story she wanted to tell, and then we got this stuff in the first two books that didn't really go anywhere with regards to the whole spartan thing and so in that respect it seems kind of a waste
2: well i don't have you um have you ever read any of uh, travis's other work
0: besides human her,
2: weakness that's it okay I,
1: um i read this stuff on uh republic commando
2: okay i've read two, i've only read two of those i've read order 66 and 501st but i've also read all of her gears of war books And those are, I think, her Gears of war books are really fantastic. Like that is a great uh, EU for years of war. She, her writing style is that she takes a group of characters and she really analyzes them, but she does it over a really long period of time. Mm -hmm. So with all the little detours on the way, and like you're not even sure what the final destination is. And like she did that with uh, the Kilo Five trilogy, but it just didn't jive for me really.
0: Well, and then there was things like. It was post Ghost of Onyx, but it was basically set, like, within two months of Halo 3 ending, so it wasn't the, yeah. the big, like, leap forward we all expected going into Halo 4. There were lots of weird things that I think yeah. don't, as much as she gets the heat for the trilogy, I think she had some issues, like like, she was working with what she had.
2: I, I would be curious to, to know, like, who's if it's her, if it was her, somebody at three four three that might be responsible for a lot of the ire of the community, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think she's an easy target, <laughs> especially for the Star Wars people who are already <laughs> offended. Yeah, I I'm
3: going to politely of- refine, uh, refrain from um, <laughs> bringing that topic up. Yeah, uh, those, because I have spoken at length.
2: Uh, <laughs> Most my- Star Wars fans, they have a chip on their shoulder, and I'm not saying it's well. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 How you are you doing there, Danny? Out, and, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave it to the the listeners' imagination to see how Danny feels about this. Um, <laughs> Yeah.
1: I, for, From my own standpoint, Kilo 5 has some really good points, but there are also some points that frustrate me immensely. So from Kilo 5 is like Halo 5 for me, in that the good points are very good, and the bad points are very frustrating.
2: Like um, if, yeah, if, so, I got, if I got into a bait somebody, I would defend uh, Glasslands and Thursday War on about half the points, it's Mortal Dictata where I fall off and I'll start joining the mob mentality.
0: <laughs> See, that's, that's interesting, because for me, I thought Thursday War was the strongest and then Mortal Dictata and Glasslands. It didn't occur to me until I was reading Thursday War that I had no idea which all the characters were. They had just blurred together in my head. I and didn't he- know who Devereux was versus... like So it wasn't until Thursday War that they really connected for me. Besides Black Box, everyone knows Black Box. Everyone loves Everybody Black Box. Everybody knows Black Box. And that, that's, yeah. you can't like anything else about the, Glass, uh, the Kilo 5 trilogy, we got Black Box out of it, who I think was 100% an awesome addition. So,
1: and who showed up perfectly in um, Hunt the Truth Season 2. Yeah, like, and, that was and Halo Fractures. Uh, yes, too, those so.
0: were both
2: perfect. So, yeah. You, yeah. so you thought Thursday War was the strongest of the three?
0: I think so. But it's, it's one yeah, of those things I've, I've been meaning to do a grand... Uh, fiction tour, just back through because I haven't read First Strike and the Flood and stuff in like probably five or six years now, and I is don't he- think I've read the Kilo Five trilogy probably more than once since I oh, initially I read it. So it'll be interesting yeah. to go back and and reevaluate that stuff.
2: I, think I just brought that up because I also think Thursday War is the strongest of the three, but I feel I feel like most of the community thinks Thursday War is the weakest of the three. It's just interesting. Fans can't live with us <laughs> can't live without them. <laughs> I I have to live with them. I have to remove their posts. (laughs) Yeah. Alright,
0: so anything else you want to say? End of 2016. Looking forward to 2017. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Looking forward to Halo Wars (laughs) 2.
1: Definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to more (laughs) Jirohane.
0: More Brutes. Always more Brutes. More Brutes,
1: yes. More Brute characters, not just stereotypes, but characters. I'm looking forward to that.
2: We need more positive Brute role models. (laughs) For our
0: impressionable young
1: Brutes. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, like, we we need more Caster. Was it Caster who was in uh, Last Light? Was that me? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I want more of him.
2: Until they confirmed that Atriox was a new character, I thought maybe that was him in the Halo Wars 2 trailers. Oh, Mm -hmm. that
1: would have been cool. I'm yeah. still looking forward to Atriox,
2: though. Oh, H, they're they're building Atriox up a lot. I'm really uh, I'm really getting in, into that. That trailer they had with him was amazing. Oh, yes, yeah. it was. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So we're excited, <laughs> and that's great. Um,
0: so that's a wrap on this episode. I want to thank uh, Dildev. Actually, I just realized we're all D names this time. Huh. Oh, uh, wow. uh, Dildev uh, and Def Guru, uh, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you all for... Right, thank
2: you. Thank you for sparing me from the crippling loneliness of my life.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me back. I liked it.
0: All right. uh, You'll find uh, links and show notes uh, for this episode at uh, forwardontodon.com slash FUDCAST20, and you can join our forums at assembly.forwardontodon.com, or follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to our YouTube channel with the handle Forward Dawn, because Forward Unto Dawn was taken. Bastards. (laughs) 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 Thanks for listening. Have a great new year, and we'll see you in 2017.